Report recorded live on Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. He ain't a blast from the past, he's a boomer from the future. He's your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, Icy Robots. I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week, this week, your boy is sick as a dog. I came down with some kind of a virus when I was down on Earth, but hey, man. I'm trying not to let it keep me down, but uh, what are you going to do? You know, I'm only human, and I have frailties like everyone else, but check it out. As you all know, we have been looking all over the place for Iceberg, and, uh, well, this past week, I got a call from him. He asked me to come down and help him out, so uh, I brought a recorder with me, and, well, let's take a listen to what happened while I was down there on Earth. Ugh, these are the coordinates that he gave me. This is this is a terrible neighborhood. I have, I have no idea where I am. Um, I hope everything... I can't... I can't oh, there he is. Iceberg, Iceberg, is that you? I see robots. Is that you? Is Emily there too? No, she had to stay behind and watch the station. You know, we, we can't leave it unmanned. Uh, how are you? How, how, how do you feel? I can't see anything. I don't know what's going on. I feel like I am broken. What is wrong with me? Don't worry about it, dude. You just you haven't been taking care of yourself. It's like, you need to get your fluids checked and whatever, but don't worry, man. I'm here. We'll get you back to the station. We'll, we'll get you all fixed up. Thank you, old friend. I need your help. I'm here, man. Don't worry. I'm going to help you. I hurt so bad. If I had a heart, I believe it would be broken. I know, dude. It's just it's hard to lose somebody that you care about. I miss A.B. so much. He was my best friend. I thought that I was your best friend, or maybe Emily was. That is what you thought, but I always told you that it wasn't true. Can you help me up? I cannot move my leg flexes. I am crippled. I, I don't think you're crippled. I think we just, you know, we need to lube you up and stuff. We gotta get some oil into your joints. You just, you're, you're in bad shape right now, but you're going to be okay. Here, come on, l- l- let me help you up, and then we'll, we'll get, we'll get on the bus, and we'll get back to the station. Don't worry, let me help. Iceberg, come on, help me. Just, you can help a little bit, but use your hands. Okay, good. Here, stand right here. Let's just wait right here for the bus. Don't worry, we'll get you back to the launching pad, and don't worry, dude. Oh, here, here it comes. It's on the way. Okay, hop on, iceberg. Hop on. Just, here, let me help you up. Two, please. Thank you. We'll, we'll get, yeah, thank you. Just sit right here, Iceberg. Uh, you sit by the window, and I'll sit on the outside, just right here. <laughs> iceberg, hey, Iceberg, what's wrong? I'm wet. You're wet? I'm leaking fluids on myself. Don't worry, it's just... 
It's just motor oil or something. Don't worry about it, Iceberg. You're okay. The seat is all wet. That ain't nothing to cry about. You know what happened? You just, uh, you just took a little rest off that wasn't on the schedule. So we'll take care of you. Let me, let me help you out, Iceberg. Thank you, I see robots. You are a true friend. Don't worry, pal. I'm here for you. Will we be home soon? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be home real soon. Just... I'm so tired. Just rest. Just close your eyes, man. I've really missed you and Emily. We really miss you too, man. Just, just try to get some rest, okay? I'm going to close my eyes. Okay, I'll let you know when we get there. Just close your eyes, man. Banking off of the northeast winds Sailing on summer breeze And skipping over the ocean Like a storm This is Michael Bell, the voice of Duke on G.I. Joe, and you're listening to the Toys R Us Report. Yo, Joe! Make sure to visit VirtualDirtMall.com and support the Toys R Us Report with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. Maybe a Ghostbusters action figure or a Star Trek Pride hat. It's really up to you. VirtualDirtMall.com. You won't be sorry for long. You really won't. I got a ton of good stuff over up on VirtualDirtMall.com. Most of the proceeds go to help the Toys R Us report. So at any rate, there it is, man. Iceberg. He's been hurting. He's been alone. And, uh, well, now he's going to be back with us. Uh, actually, he's already back up on the station. I got him in the infirmary right now. Dude is not doing great. He's just... He's bombed out and depleted. He's crusty. He's messed up. Every bad thing you can imagine. But um, hopefully the uh, Robo IV fluid I have him hooked up with, you know, I got him on a drip, a drip of motor oil, uh, transmission fluid, antifreeze, all kinds of good stuff. And hopefully, hopefully we'll get him back on his feet soon. Um, I feel so bad for him. He was he was telling me on the trip that he's been trying to get a hold of uh, Johnny Five and Johnny Five has been just ducking his calls, not calling him back and... Iceberg is not always the nicest guy, but I don't think that he expected this kind of a betrayal from somebody he uh, thought was his friend. But um, I don't know, man. Johnny Five's just not the coolest guy in the world. I never thought A.B. Silver was the coolest guy in the world, but Johnny Five, Johnny Five was not the coolest dude ever. Anyway, uh, he hopefully he'll be back next week. Hopefully he'll be back with us next week. But let's see what's going on in the world. What about Pokemon Go? How many of you guys out there are Pokemon Go players. I imagine some of you. I don't have the biggest Pokemon background in the world. 2.0 is into it a lot when she was younger. She's still into it. Like, she's still, uh, you know, she's a teen. She's a tween. And, like, her nostalgia goes for Pokemon. I see her watching old episodes sometimes. And she still has her Pokemon stuffies. And she plays the game. Her and her pals do play. They're not into it. But, um, here's where I'm gonna come clean. I have been playing Pokemon Go myself. Yes, your boy Icy Robots is, he's into it. You know, there, there's something to be said for doing the thing that everybody else is doing. A lot of people want to hate on something that's popular, but I am not necessarily that guy. I don't always go for the most popular things, but it is sometimes fun to be involved with the thing everyone else is involved with. And here, here's how I do it. I, uh, I got to walk the dog 
Ursa, my dog. I got to walk her a lot. She's a high energy dog. And before I head up here to the station and then after I get back from the station, I got to take her for another walk. And I, I bring my phone with me. And while we're out and about, I look for Pokemon. It, um, for the most part, what I would do is I would bring my uh, creative MP3 player and I'd listen to music, but you can only hear the same old songs so many times, and it, that gets a bit boring. I do uh, listen to pods when I'm walking around. I listen to the Atari 2600 game-by-game podcast. I listen to uh, some Zerbs shows. I I listen to uh, a lot of WrestlingObserver.com shows. That's a site I actually pay for. I, I listen to that. I, I like Pod Stallions. I, I, I like a lot of different shows, and I will listen to those, but even that gets tiresome after a while, and I just I needed something to do while I was walking, and it turns out that Pokemon Go is it's actually quite perfect for that. Um, the game itself isn't like the most exciting game of the world. You just... You walk around with your phone open, and then you'll you'll get like a vibration showing you that there is a Pokemon near you, and when it gets near to where you are, it'll, it'll pop up on your screen, and you just swipe a Pokeball at it. It's not in it's not the most exciting game by any means. You're just swiping your finger at something, but it does give me something to do while I'm already out there walking. Um, and that's cool, man. Also. I got a Fitbit. I've had it for a while. My goal is 12,000 steps a day, and for the most part, I do make it. But since I got Pokemon Go, I have actually been far exceeding that because you have to go and um, while you're out there, you have to go and find uh, Poke Centers. Poke Centers are where you get new Pokeballs, and you always need more Pokeballs. There's just there's so many Pokemon out there to catch, and you're going to always need more Pokeballs. So I, I find myself walking further distance. There's a Poke Center over at the uh, the swim place, Oak Park, near here. And then there's one at uh, Montecito Park. And there's one over at the grocery store. And I find myself walking by there all the time, just uh, trying to get more Pokeballs. It's interesting to me because the game, it uh, it seems like it has a lot of haters. You know, anything that's popular has haters. And in my uh, the, the newspaper, the Press Democrat, that's the paper for our town, they had like an editorial about how if they could, they would get the entire Sonoma County, that's my county, removed from the Pokemon game. And I'm just like, you guys are so silly. Because you'll complain about a video game and how it keeps people in the house, how it keeps them inactive. But the moment they take the game and they go outside, then they become mindless zombies walking around looking at their phones. So I'm just like, what do you want? What do you want from the kids? You want them to stay inside? And play games? No, you don't. You wanted to come outside and play games? You don't want that either. I gotta tell you, dudes, the era of stickball and kick the can are long past, and we should take a look at something like Pokemon Go, which is actually getting people out there and walking around and say, hey, man, this is a good thing. It's a good thing, because I see nerds walking all around my town checking out for Pokemon, and while they are not enjoying the beautiful scenery like maybe you want them to, they are doing what they want to do, and while they're doing what they want, they're getting some steps, they're getting some exercise, they're getting some sun. They are outside, and that's, you know, that's a good thing. Just, the world might not always be what you want it to be, ideally, but you do have to kind of go and look at things and examine and see whether you think they are good or not. And I'm going to say that for the overall good of the world, and the overall health of the world... Pokemon Go is a good thing. It is not bad in any way. It's getting dudes out there. Dudes are getting sun. Dudes are getting exercise on their legs. I got a friend who goes to Weight Watchers, and she was saying that the Weight Watchers coach recommends that people get into Pokemon Go. He's just like, it'll give you something to do while you're walking around. So I don't see, I don't see what could be wrong with that. So hate all you want, haters. Your boy Icy Robots 
going to become one of the top Pokemon trainers in the world. So with all that said, let's move into uh, At The Movies, where we are going to first take a look at Star Trek, and then we are going to take a look at Suicide Squad. In a moment, At The Movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? We were overwhelmed by something. Something we've never seen before. It's him. The Federation do not care about us. And abandon this planet long ago. You'll probably never see me again. But if you do, be ready. Star Trek Beyond, rated PG-13. All through the course of my life, the one consistent has been Star Trek. I am a gigantic Star Trek fan. I love it. I've always watched it. Uh, When I was a kid, I would watch the reruns of the original series. And then when I was in like junior high and high school, I would watch Next Generation. They played two episodes every day after I came home from school and I would watch them both. I was in Deep Space Nine. I remember the day Deep Space Nine first launched and how everybody was so excited that there was going to be a Star Trek show that was not about the Enterprise and it turned out to be great. And then I was into Voyager. Voyager is one of my favorites. I love it. And then I read novels. I watched Enterprise. I just love Star Trek. I love how I love how it gives us hope. It gives us hope that no matter how bad things are now, in the future, the world will be a utopia. And nowadays, the popular uh, form of science fiction fantasy is dystopia. You know, you got Walking Dead. You got Fear of the Walking Dead. You got Divergent. You got The Scorch. Just everything is aimed at a dystopian future, and I don't think that this is the cause of problems, but I think when people see, when they see that the future is hopeless, they act accordingly. So, now more than ever, I think the world needs Star Trek. I think that it's important just to, just to have things on TV and on the big screen that give you hope that the future will be dope. But anyway, I went to see the Star Trek movie, and this is the third one in the relaunch. The first one I thought was fantastic. I loved it. The second one, I liked it a lot. I didn't love it as much. But the third one, this one I thought was pretty fun. Let's see how it's doing over on the tomatoes as we speak. So as we speak at this moment, it is at 83 tomatoes. People are liking it. I liked it. I, uh, I am just... I am dying right now. I have the worst cold that I have had in forever, but uh, let's take a look. The movie is PG-13. It was directed by Justin Lin, who you might know from the Fast and Furious. Love the Fast and Furious dude's dope. Besides that, he uh, he also directed, let's see, he directed a movie called Confidence. He directed, sorry, I'm clicking about here. Um, I clicked on the wrong thing, so. Your boy, I see robots poking around the internet while you... Listen to the clicking sounds. So let's see. Justin Lin, uh, he did Fast and Furious. He did Better Tomorrow. He did Fast Five. He did Tokyo Drift. Dude is a really great, really innovative action director. And in this movie, he lets it all hang out. This is one of the more action-oriented uh, Star Trek movies you're ever going to see. There are space battles. There are fist fights. It's a lot, a lot of fun. Basically, the idea is that... Kirk and the Enterprise get lured to a alien planet where they think there's going to be rescue, but instead, 
they fall into a trap and basically they got to get out alive. Uh, they're overwhelmed. They're separated. They're captured. Uh, the crew gets split in half with half of them getting captured by the aliens, half of them on the rescue mission. They meet a dope, dope alien named Jayla who helps them escape. And yeah, you know, you get the basic idea. Um, I'm not doing the movie justice. Unfortunately, I just, I do not feel very well right now. And I apologize for moaning at you about that repeatedly, but I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best to hold on. Um, the movie stars Chris Pine as Captain Kirk and Zach Quinto as Mr. Spock. And both of these guys are really, really great in their roles. Another person who's great is uh, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg is Scotty, and he helped uh, write and direct the movie. As I understand it, there was a script that uh, for the first draft that they did not enjoy, and they thought it was too inside. It was too too Star Trekky, as it were. So they brought in Simon Pegg. And he punched it up, and now we have the movie that we are all seeing and enjoying. It is presently uh, at $59 million, which that might not... I mean, that's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money, but it might not be where they want it to be. I can imagine a movie like this, it's all CGI, it's all effects. A movie like this probably costs like $17 trillion to make, so 59 while being a lot cannot be all the way there, but... um. I'm sure it's going to do good overseas. I'm sure it's going to do good everywhere. Because, hey man, it's Star Trek. Star Trek is one of our longest lasting franchises. I mean, for the most part, for most of you out there listening today, Star Trek has been around your whole entire life. You have never, you've never gone a time without Star Trek, be it a movie or a TV show. So, I don't know, you know, if you have... Any interest at all in Star Trek, go see it because this is a fun Star Trek movie. It's very reminiscent of the TV show. There's aliens, there's space battles. There is everything you want. I gave it a three and a three quarter mics out of five on the source meter. It's not a classic, but it is definitely fun. You will have a good time. And this is the kind of thing I think you might want to see on the big screen because there's just so much going on. They fight, uh, they fight these enemies they call the bees. And they attack in a, you know, hive kind of swarm formation. And there's just so many of them that I think that the bigger the screen, the bigger the details you will get. So you might want to go check this one out at the theater. But anyway, it gets the ISR big thumbs up. So uh, let's uh, let's check out this new VHS trailer we got for the upcoming movie uh, Suicide Squad. And then we'll be back and we'll talk all about it. Stories of Samson leveling a temple with a single push? I want to build a team of some bad people who can do some good. What? Suicide Squad. Rated PG-13. Experience it in IMAX. Tickets now on sale in theaters August 5th. All right, so your boy is back, your boy is back. I just went to see Suicide Squad, and I have returned to the Icy Robot space station owned by Pooptronics up here on Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. So what did I think? Let's first see what other people thought. The movie is, at this moment, sitting at 26% over on Rotten Tomatoes. Tomato meter is at 26%, but the audience score is 73%. That's a big, uh, big disparity. What did I think? Did I think it was rotten or fresh? I'm going to say it was fresh. I would have to say it was not 
It wasn't the greatest movie of all the times. It wasn't The Winter Soldier. It wasn't the worst movie of all the times either. And there is enough in it to enjoy that I think that you will have a good time when you go see it. It's flawed. It's not perfect. But there is enough fun in it. What is, what's the fun part? Well, obviously the fun part is seeing Margot Robbie be Harley Quinn. She is great. She kills the role. She is all that you will want her to be as Harley Quinn. And what else is good? There's some good fights. There's some good action. There's some cool things going on. But overall, the movie wasn't... It wasn't as fantastic as I would have wanted it to be. The story of the movie is that the um, Enchantress, who starts off as a member of the team, goes rogue, and the Suicide Squad has got to bring her in. I'm sure you know what the Suicide Squad is by now, but if you don't... They are a team of villains put together by Amanda Waller, who is a government operative. And she puts them together to go out there and fight the super foes that the army cannot fight. Just in case Superman decides to kill the president, you gotta have some dudes on your payroll to take him out. And the best way they can think to do is they get guys who are in prison and they offer them perks, they offer them time off their sentences, if they join the Suicide Squad and... Let's see, who do you got? You got Deadshot, played by Will Smith. You got Harley Quinn, played by Margot Robbie. You have Slipknot, played by somebody who I, I, I don't know the name off the top of my head. Then you got Captain Boomerang. You got Rick Flagg. Rick Flagg is the Navy SEAL who leads the team. And then you got Killer Croc, Katana. Katana from Batman and the Outsiders. And then you also have El Diablo. I am not too aware of a character named El Diablo. I'm sure there is one. And dude is like a gangbanger from Boyle Heights with the ability to, uh, he's a human flamethrower. He can just blast flames from his hands. And he, he is a gangbanger murderer with a heart of gold. And that is the problem with the movie, in my opinion, because every character in it is whatever they are with the heart of gold. Will Smith is an assassin with a heart of gold. And Margot Robbie is a psychopath with a heart of gold. Everybody has the heart of gold. And when they are pressed into being heroes... They respond by becoming heroes. It's really similar to the Guardians of the Galaxy in that sense where everybody's a rogue. But when it came time to save the planet, they came together and they became the Guardians of the Galaxy because it was the right thing to do. But in my opinion, with the Suicide Squad, it might not be the right thing to do. In the comics, and the source material was really great stuff. I was massively into this book back in the day, the Ostrander uh, Suicide Squad. And one of the things that made it cool was the villains who were chosen to be on the team were villains. They were villainous. Some of them, you know, did come around and decided to fight the good fight. But by and large, the dudes were bad. And the only reason they were doing it was to get, you know, reduced time of their sentences or in some cases to get set free altogether. They didn't do what they were doing because they were good people, but it... In this movie, everybody has a heart of gold, and they all come together, and they act as a team. They act as a family to, you know, fight the good fight, and that's all by and good. That's fine, but when I when I see a movie about the Suicide Squad, I want to see some villainy. I want to see bad people doing bad things, and they're not all bad guys. They all used to be bad guys. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that was, to me, was the problem. It just wasn't... The movie wasn't hard enough. I think that with the success they had with Deadpool and, you know, it being R-rated and all, I might have tried to get an R rating for this movie and just taken it, taken it that extra place it needed to go to be 
what it needed to be. It needed to be a story about the Suicide Squad, about bad guys being coerced into doing good. And it just, it wasn't that. And I would have liked to have seen that. Um, Rick Flagg was also a bit of a problem for me. Um, the Originally, the role of Rick Flagg was going to be played by Tom Hardy. And Tom Hardy is an awesome actor who really brings like a certain a certain something to a role, a certain seriousness. Like you, when he's in a movie, he elevates it just because of his seriousness. And, you know, take a look at like Mad Max, like just the way he played that really elevated the movie. And he couldn't be in this because The Revenant, I think it was, was taking taking an extra long, extra, you know, serious amount of time to film, so he had to pull out of the Suicide Squad. But I think if you have Tom Hardy in the role of Rick Flagg being the field commander of the Suicide Squad, then I think you do have a special movie. You have something that's just a level above what you actually have in in this movie. And I don't want to say the movie is bad, because it is not bad. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit when I was watching it. I was having a really good time, but I see how... With some tweaks and some turns, it could have been a real, uh, you know, like break breakout movie for DC. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this: Margot Robbie was fantastic as Harley Quinn. She was great, really great. But I don't, I don't, I don't want to sound like a prude, but I have some issues with her costume. She wears a really racy costume, and I'm not gonna say I didn't, you know, enjoy seeing her in 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 the short shorts. But um, I think that as one of the premier female characters for DC, I don't want to present her in that way. Uh, we went with 2.0, and she she enjoys Harley Quinn. She does. She likes her. It's not, she thinks she's a cool character. And just presenting her in this very, you know, she's just, you know, this very floozy-ish attire I thought was interesting. And I'm not saying that they should have put her in the traditional costume, because I don't know how well that would work in a movie like this. Oh, they give you that. I should mention that. They give you her in the classic costume for just a moment. You get to see it. So I commend you, you know, for throwing that bone to all the uh, old school fanboys out there. But I think that if I was going to do Harley Quinn, with she's going to become an important character. She's really moved up the DC pantheon. Before, when you were talking Batman, it would be like Batman, Robin, and Catwoman would be the third most important character, or the Joker. But if you're talking like, you know, sympathetic characters, it would be those three. And I I think now it's Batman, Robin, and Harley Quinn. It might even be Batman, Harley Quinn, and Robin. She's become a big deal. And I would have just presented her in not a more serious tone, but with like more of a serious attire like she's going out to do some you know black ops and I think that maybe she should have dressed appropriately she's wearing you know stiletto heels and booty shorts and that's fine I like to see it I do I dig it but um I don't know just that 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 was a minor issue for me not like a big issue but minor issue um you're gonna see it and you're gonna like it it's in no way a bad movie it's not a great movie but it's in no way a bad movie I don't know what I don't know what all the bad press is about. Oh, Jared Leto. I didn't even mention Jared Leto as the Joker. It's a very interesting take on the Joker. Uh, you know, you had Nicholson, and he was doing one thing. And then you had Heath Ledger, and he was doing, like, a whole other thing. Well, Jared Leto, whether you like it or you don't like it, is doing a whole different thing. This Joker comes across like you would be scared to be in the room with him, even for a second, because he might just stick a knife in your abdomen for no good reason at all. And I realize any Joker might do that, but this seems like you would be in this guy's presence and every second you're in his presence, 
you're just getting closer and closer to getting, you know, a knife in your eyeball. And that, to me, was different. He really, he takes it to a weird place, and I, I appreciate it. Whether you enjoy it or not, that's up to you, but you got to appreciate the uh, the effort. He He really let it all hang out, but look, check it out. You've been hearing about this movie for a really long time. Well, guess what? It's here. It's here now. All of the hype, all of everything, it's over. And you're going to sit down, and once it starts, you're going to go, this is it. I've been waiting to see this. I've been waiting to see this movie. I've been seeing commercials. I've been seeing posters. I've been seeing trailers. I've been seeing everything for seemingly forever. And now it's here. So if you haven't seen it yet, go this weekend because it's good to just make up your own mind on something. People are bagging on it. Maybe that turns you away, but why not just go see it, you know, for yourself and find out what everybody's talking about. I'm going to give it like 3.5 mics out of 5 on the source meter. You know, it's pretty good, pretty fun, could have been a lot better, but then again, it could have been a whole lot worse. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment. Your weekly toy shop update. The Toys R Us report. Yeah, all right, we are back for the final segment of the show known as the Toys R Us Report. And like we said in the past bit there, there is no better time to become a patron of the show than now. We are dropping stuff weekly. One week, you're going to get Icy Robust Radio. That's my hip-hop mixtape show. The next week, you are going to get the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe. Uh, I believe right now, if I am calculating correctly, the next character coming up will be Power Man, Luke Cage. Yep, Luke Cage himself. It's going to be a fun show. We're going to learn all about him, and that'll uh, be dropping pretty soon after uh, you hear this. Or maybe... Yeah, you know what? I think it will be the Friday after this, if I am thinking correctly. So I look forward to that. You can become a show patron by going on over to supportthereport.com. So, I don't know. I have been away for a bit. I've been sick. I've just, I'm starting to get on the upswing, but I've been bedridden. I have been bombed out and depleted. I have been just laying around watching reruns of House. Uh, that's not a bad thing, but you know how it is. So one of the things I've been meaning to get to is... My main man, Engineer Nerd from over at uh, Action Figure Blues, he hit me up on Twitter and he was like, I know you like Dazzler. I know you're a big fan of Dazzler. And you know that they're going to be making a Marvel Legends Dazzler figure coming up soon. And I know you'll be looking forward to it. But uh, I was just wondering, my dude, who would you cast in a Dazzler movie? And he fit all that in 140 characters. This was on Twitter. This was amazing. You can find him at Engineer Nerd on Twitter. It's a... worthwhile venture anyway he hit me up and I started thinking and the first name that came to mind was uh Taylor Swift now she's a big star at one point you know there was like a a rumor going around that she might be interested in playing that character nothing ever came of it but I think if they could get her that would be uh, a great way to go she's big mainstream she could do the music you know a uh Taylor Swift single as Ellison Blair Dazzler would be great but I just don't see it I don't see her wanting to do that maybe Someday she'll want to be in a movie, and it's even possible she could be in a Marvel movie because that's a big deal, but I don't see her first major movie role being as a Dazzler. So I started thinking, and it took me a while because I was feverish, and I didn't mention this to him on Twitter, so I'm going to mention it to uh, everybody now. I think the person for the uh, role is 
Aubrey Peebles, who you might know or you probably don't know, the star of Jim and the Holograms. She was Jim. Uh, she can sing. She has a good look. All through the movie, she has, you know, uh, paint on her face. So you get to see what she could look like as Dazzler, and it wouldn't be bad. She's, you know, a nice-looking young lady, and... Also, she can sing. She sings, and she plays the guitar, and she does all that stuff. She did the music for the movie, so she didn't, like, create the music for Jim and the Holograms, but, you know, she sang on it and whatever, so she could fulfill that side. I think if you're going to make a Dazzler movie, one thing that would be fun is if you made some Dazzler-branded music, like, as if you got some good songwriter to write a song, and you had whoever was the actor in the movie release a single as Dazzler and see, you know, see where you can go with that, so... My man, Engineer Nerd, the uh, person I think would be perfect for the role is a young actress by the name of Aubrey Peebles. What else is going on? We got some uh, DCW news. You know, uh, I heard Kevin Smith. He said that phrase for the DC programs on the DC, uh, on the CW network, rather. He calls them the DCW universe. And from now forth, that is what we are also going to call it because... It's the perfect name. It's the this, this DC shows on the CW, the DCW universe. It sounds better than the Berlanti universe, but let's see what we got going on over there. They are, they're going to introduce some new vigilante characters next season on Arrow, you know, some street level, down and dirty, nitty gritty kind of dudes. One of them is going to be the character that goes by the name of Vigilante. I think we talked about that in the past, but they are also going to introduce Ragman. Ragman, uh, has a cool name, but beyond that, he, uh, he, you know, he's a street-level superhero, and he wears a suit made of rags. It's green. He took, you know, various fragments of different things, and he sewed them together, and he goes out there, and he knocks heads dressed like a dish rag. So that should be fun. Also, we found out—I'm trying to find my notes. I dropped them right here, and I apologize. Apologize for the crinkle and things have not been as professional as they could be as of late. So we're also going to get Mon L on Supergirl. There you have a casting call for Mon L. Uh, This—I don't know if I have talked about— um, what I think of Superman, the dude that they, they cast over on Superman, the guy from Everybody Wants Some. I think the actor's fine. Uh, I think he's good. He was really good in Everybody Wants Some, but, uh, Superman's a big role, man, and I hope Bro is up for it. I've, I've seen the pictures that are out there of him in his costume, and, uh, it looked good, but I was a bit underwhelmed. He, 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 he's thin. You know, he's on the thin side. He's in good shape, but he has more of a you know, modern, sleek, thin frame as opposed to a uh, big, bulky Superman frame. So let's, you know, let's hope that plays out. I, I really would have preferred it was Tom Welling, but what are you going to do? And then also on uh, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, the actress who plays Black Canary lets slip on purpose, you know, on Instagram or whatever, a picture of the script, and it showed that they are going to be doing the Justice Society next year. We all know this, but she confirmed it, and then it was discovered that the characters that are going to be making up the Justice Society are going to be Commander Steel. He's a patriotic dude who can turn into metal. Jade, who has uh, the Green Lantern powers, I believe. I believe uh, this is off the top of my head that she is the daughter of Alan Scott, the Golden Age Green Arrow, and that she somehow inherited his uh, Green Lantern powers. There's also going to be Stargirl, who is, you know, another patriotic hero. Uh, She has a robot called Stripes, or Stripe. I don't know if he is going to be included in it. And then you're going to get Dr. Midnight, who is a doctor by profession, but he also has the power to see in the dark, so he will frequently flip the lights down and then pound on dude in the dark. You're going to get Obsidian, who, um, besides, you know, wearing an all-black colored costume, and I believe he shoots rays, like black rays out of his hands, but I don't know a lot beyond that, but still, it should be fun. Oh, there's also going to be Our Man. He, uh, is the one that you saw last season when they 
ended the, the the Legends of Tomorrow. You know, he's the one who came out of the, the wherever he came from. He's the one representing the Justice Society. I think that uh, I think that covers a lot of the CDCW stuff I've been wanting to get off my chest. What do you guys think about uh, MTV Classic or Classic MTV? It's it taking the place of VH1 Classic on your cable dial, and they're playing a lot of like Beavis and Butthead or Cribs. Pimp My Ride, they got a couple uh, video blocks, they have like an 80s block and a metal block, I think. And then they have a uh, Yo! MTV show, now you guys know that I am an 80s, 90s hip-hop maniac, and I've been wanting more than anything for them to play some really good videos. I want a Yo! MTV block, I wanted it on VH1 Classic, I don't know why they didn't, they had like an urban block, but they never played any like Yo! MTV style stuff. But they have a show, and it has Yo! in the title, and as so far, they are not playing videos I would want. It's a lot of, like, uh, Summertime, uh, you know, by The Fresh Prince, and Salt and Pepper, Queen Latifah, a lot of Naughty by Nature. Now, I wanted them to play, like, Gangstar, and Mob Deep, and Wu-Tang, but they didn't really play that much, so, that kind of stuff so much in the first place, so I don't know why I expect them to play it now. They're also... They're showing, I wanted to play Real World, they say they're going to, I would like to see that from the beginning. If if it were my network, I would have done it like this, and I, I don't even know if they could, because who knows if they have the recordings, but I would have started at hour one, and just played it all the way through, just played MTV all the way through with commercials, you know, to satisfy the advertisers, I'd put, you know, new commercials in there as well, but I would just play it through as it started now. This would all be dependent on the fact that they have the recordings, and they probably don't. I don't think that somewhere there's a vault with every minute of MTV ever just sitting there on uh, VHS, but it's possible. One thing they did do that was dope was when the, the first day they launched MTV Classic, they played MTV Hour 1. They played the complete first hour of programming with the commercials intact, and that was fun. Uh, I managed to get some of it on recording. I, I didn't get in until maybe like 10 minutes late, but they... It was fun, man. I really, I was really happy to see they had, like, a Dolby commercial. They had, like, a Bonkers commercial. That was really fun. The videos they played weren't that great. There was, like, a Who video, and uh, I think Sticks was in there somewhere. But that was fun, man. MTV Hour 1. I did enjoy it. I think that they should play MTV Hour 1 till MTV Hour whatever they are now, but who knows. Anyhow, uh, what else is going on? Oh, this came up to me, my buddy Chris from uh, Comics for the Wind posted something, and somebody posted a comment on it, and in it, he started talking about Walking Dead, and he said, hey, do you know who would have been the perfect Negan when they cast this? And once you hear it, this is who you're going to see as Negan from now on, because it's perfect. He said, the perfect Negan would have been Patrick Warburton, or uh, you might know him as Putty on Seinfeld, or he was the Tick. Think about it. Uh, you can picture it. You can picture it in your head. I know you can. Just, I'm Patrick Warburton. I'm Putty. Now I'm Negan. Now I have a bat named Lucille. I'm a maniac. Just the irony of the, having this actor who's always played these, you know, nice, well-meaning oafs playing this complete psychopath would just be fantastic. And I know, I know you can see it now. Uh, it would be great. Anyhow, let's give it up to Chris from Comics for the Win and whoever the fellow was who posted that comment because. Ever since I, I heard it, it's all I've been thinking about. I mean, I, I've been sick, so that did affect my brain patterns. But, um, you know, anyway, we are going to get up out of here. This is uh, episode number 88. I believe next week we might, uh, I think I'm going to do a top five list of my favorite Star Wars figures of all the times. You know, just like the first series of figures, you know, Star Wars, 
Empire and Return. Top it, stop it there. Show you guys my top five. Uh, so I might get started on that. So expect that next week. Anyway, this is me, Icy Robots for Iceberg Thirteen for Emily. Everyone out there in the world. If you don't know, now you know. What the heck? Emily, is that you? Yeah, I just always wanted to say it. Yeah, that's cool, man. Do do your thing. Do the sign-off if you want. Hit it. This is your girl, Engineer Emily, behind the board signing off for the Toys R Us report, episode 88. If you fools don't know, then you never will. Deuces. Recorded live on Jupiter's moon. Callisto, this has been an IC Robots radio production. Later in the moon based snack shop. Hey, that was cool. You kind of kind of switched it up. Yeah, did you like that? Yeah, it was cool. You kind of, you know, put a new spin on it, I guess. I kind of switched it up, made it my own. You feel me? Now you know I feel you, man. You're, you're pretty good at this. You, uh, you do a good job producing the show. Do you ever... Do you ever think about sticking around? If you want the job, it's yours. We would love to have you stick around. What do you think? I might. I don't know. It's cool, but I like being in the Viper, you know, flying around and stuff. Yeah, I dig it, but, you know, if you you always have a home here with us. You know that, right? Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I'm really glad that Iceberg is back. I wasn't sure how that was going to turn out, but I guess it's all good in the end, huh? Yeah, you know, sometimes it's all good in the end.